0: can rescue me this is my prayer Mm. if you were mine Mm. Mm. if you were mine Mm. Mm. I wouldn't want to go (laughs) to have fun I cherish the day. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I stayed in the same key though. I mean I don't shade, Ish. so. You don't sade.
1: Mm-mm. You Really? Never have.
0: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't. Your love I is just...
0: not king?
1: Apparently not. Drowning
0: in your heart? Your love oh.
1: All the Sade songs sound like one <laughs> long song Don't unto me.
0: Say that.
1: It is the truth of my existence. <laughs> I mean, it is one
0: never ending, eternal moan. I was today years old when I learned that. I have, in all the years that I've known you, I knew you didn't Maxwell, but I did not know you did not Sade. I do not. Wow. Sade. Makes me
1: snooze, okay? It's snooze. Oh, wow. I am salipe. But I understand that the people who Sade are avid Sade fans. So I just allow people to have what they have and love what they love. And I keep my opinions all all the more different to (laughs) my own self. (laughs) I just let you all have your fun and I just be in the back like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not, I just, you know, everything is not for everybody. It's and not. No, you're absolutely right. That
0: Sade was not for me. Because you know I don't it's, gospel like that. Well, yeah, I knew that. You're right. So you're right. Everything's not for everybody. And I can enjoy a occasional Yolanda Adams because she can sing Boots. <laughs> you know, I like the Clark sisters because they too can sing Boots. <laughs> Um, And
1: uh, There's I mean but gospel is a genre Yeah Sade is an artist <laughs> So this comparison I mean I understand Where you're hmm. going But I just feel like that Is worth noting
0: Okay alright I'm right. not saying that I dislike No 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 I get it Like I don't Frank Ocean yeah. Me neither Well that I, ha- I You know what I, You never told me that But I somehow knew <laughs> Well, it's not, and I feel like people assume (laughs) assume that they know why, and you're wrong. No, I I don't know why. I just assume. I
1: felt that people assume that they know. Oh, I I just wouldn't expect you to get into Frank Ocean, and it's it's nothing to do with him, who he is. I don't listen. Oh, no.
0: No, I don't Frank Ocean because I don't like the niggas' music.
1: I mean, the mumbling is a lot for me. And
0: the moaning.
1: (laughs) Mumbling. And it is just music of like, it's just discontentment. <laughs> just it is. Like,
0: even when he was singing about the grace, sweet queen, I said, we did it on XD, and this, sweet queen Martin, sweet queen Coretta. I just, I was just like, <laughs> it is,
1: it's a very nasally sound. I know, I know. It is, it's a lot. And even like, I, I've struggled with, you know, enunciation, articulation are big things for me. And I never felt like I knew what he was saying. Mm. Like even when that song when he did I miss you with Beyoncé. Nah, 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 oh it, yes, it, I was yeah. like, What? Yeah. What is yeah, it?
0: I don't know what he was saying actually. Noise. No, I don't but Frank listen,
1: Ocean. I love I love Frank Ocean as a person. I'm proud of who he is. Oh, absolutely. And who he and how he exists in this world. Because people because you know, people like to put
0: me in that box oh, all the no, time. I'd uh, know better than anybody. You I wouldn't even put that you. on you. No.
1: Thank you so much. No. But that has been something that has been said to me before, and I'm like, well, let me you're just church, you know girl? Sit you back out of my business. I don't know if that's why, uh, but maybe, probably, I don't know. But I do feel like, yeah, people tried to put me in 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 that box, and I'm just like, since you don't know my life, At you don't all. know my friends, you don't know my struggle, At you don't all. know anything about me. Um, no, so, I would never you know, because of that. I figured you just didn't.
0: I said if I don't if I don't fool with Frank Ocean musically, I cannot imagine Kia does.
1: <laughs> I mean, I understand. I just, it's like, you know, the spirit of it is just like, huh? But yes, <laughs> just, as a person, I, I mean, same,
0: I don't Old Town Road, but I I go up for Lil Nas X. Right. Like, I can't connect.
1: Thing. I can't, but it's, you know, you know. Anyway, praise the Lord niggas. <laughs> I know, that was a lot. Praise <laughs> the Lord niggas. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we are back to talk about the scam that is adulting and oh, what a mighty and, and and masterful scam that it is, um, ginormous, man. So yeah, we talk about all things adulting—the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen, which is just about over. Yeah, but it's done. It's a wrap. That's crazy. Um, I think I saw on Facebook the other day that someone was saying like, uh, Thanksgiving is in like less than 30 days or almost 30 days or something dumb. I'm just like
0: I thought about that yesterday so I jumped on the I jumped on the website to to see what the delivery situation was for the honey baked ham. Cuz mm. I said, you know what? Maybe I'll make my life a smidge easier this year and and purchase the honey baked ham instead mm. of purchasing a ham and making all the coating and all the things myself, the glaze. Well, I lie. I got on the honey baked ham, and the thing is about seventy five dollars. And I yes, realized I mean, we've ordered them before when we've when we have had you know our niggas friends' uh, giving where people mm-hmm. are doing different things. <laughs> right, but when you are cooking for the masses, I realize why I'm like this is why every single year I make my own turkey and my own ham because this shit is expensive.
1: Yes. It is quite I, I spent at an least five, about four
0: or five hundred dollars on groceries for Thanksgiving. Alone. You know,
1: I haven't cooked for Thanksgiving in in many years now. Cause I'm um uh, Where are you the gonna be this year? In the bed.
0: You staying in DC? <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be here in this bed. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I don't imagine that I'm going to be elsewhere, but we can talk about that later. I'm
0: like, you should come here.
1: Child, I mean, I enjoy Thanksgiving and I enjoy Friendsgiving. I think what, what makes me tired is the travel. No, that's real. I don't really like I like traveling around the holidays is a pain. And since I have to do it for Christmas, mm-hmm. and since I have to do it like for work, mm-hmm. any opportunity that I have to just be in my own home is most welcome.
0: That's fair. Um, I get it.
1: But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe um, things will change. I don't know how things will shake out schedule wise, but we'll talk about it. Um, So, yeah, you how's your week? I know I just saw you. So this feels like, you know, a dumb question. But so happy to see you.
0: you? I'm good. (laughs) I'm um, working a lot uh, and we had getting grown this weekend. We were featured with the friend zone um, in Dallas and that was a good time. Was Dallas showed a whole lot of love, absolutely. I really like. I really genuinely appreciate every single person. Kia and I both who came out and supported, supported getting grown, supported getting grown for the meet and greet. And that's obviously Absolutely. for the friend zone. Y'all came out for the friend zone, but we support you for those who came and came to the friend zone. I mean, to the getting and grown and meet and greet, and came and bought merch and all of those it things. Was a good time, and a, a real, real good time. And a huge thank you to our siblings for inviting us along. This is a fun ride so far. It's, it's the first stop, but you know, it's always a good time when we get together. Most certainly. So, how was your week?
1: My week was cool, um, busy, full. For- Conference season is upon us. I'm getting ready to, cool. I got like three conferences coming up um, over the next month or so. So um, we'll be out here. Um, you know, the Ash Conference is going to be in Portland this year. Last year we were in Florida. Ooh, Portland. We're going to be in Portland, Oregon.
0: Oh, I'm going to be um, a doctor for a weekend so I can come smoke some some good legal weed. Listen, um, I'm sure that, that's going to be on
1: everyone's itinerary at some point.
0: Yeah, the doctors um, turn up. I'm turning up with the doctors. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Ash Conference is going to be a good time. I have a very busy Ash Conference, but I'm excited. I'm excited about one session in particular. Um, so uh, if you'll just allow me to just nerd out for just a moment. Um, Dr. Sharon Freesprit, you guys have heard me talk about her uh, at great length on this show because she is like one of my favorite people on the planet and a mentor of mine. She was my dissertation chair. But in, um, whew, man, had to be, I should know this by heart, but some years ago, she and another African-American woman scholar by the name of Dr. Bridget Turner Kelly mm-hmm. um, published a article called Retaining Each Other. And it was oh. essentially a story Um, or their, they did a study like an auto-ethnic, autoethnography of their relationship and the ways in which they as African American women supported each other and retained each other throughout the academy, throughout their doctoral training and while navigating, you know, early career as faculty. And they developed this framework, um, that essentially, um, you know, kind of outlines the characteristics or the ways that the African American women, women of color, retain and support each other Mm -hmm. um and and create space for each other in you know the sometimes hostile environments that educational places and spaces can be so uh that work was published some 20 years ago now um and there are those of us myself and some other uh you know colleagues have gotten together um and use using that framework you know have have created other spaces um both in person and digital where we you know support each other um through different uh, parts of our academic and professional trajectory so you guys know i'm talking about team type and fast but there are mm-hmm. other um, <laughs> our, um organizations and communities out there i'm talking specifically about sister phd sisterphd.com side of sister SideOfSister dot and a School and Life podcast, um, and I also threw getting grown into the equation as well because we do the graduation announcements and the like. And so, all five of us, like myself, my other colleagues with those um, organizations and communities, just digital communities and digital spaces, will be having an interactive symposium at the Ash Conference with Dr. Freeze and Dr. Turner Keller kelly to continue the conversation about all the dynamic ways that we are building upon that work i Um, love
0: that and
1: extending it into like the digital spaces so we're having a symposium a part of the conference we were we were selected um and you know to be a part of the conference program which is really super exciting and we're having a symposium it's going to be called still retaining each other and i'm excited um i love that you know to kind of build on the existing framework. And we're excited. I know that Dr. Frisbert and Dr. Turner Kelly are working on publishing again. I don't know, maybe a book or some other sort of, um, you know, manuscript to talk about how that work has continued on throughout their careers. And we're just excited to be a part. We're going to have an awesome conversation. So if you or anybody you know is going to be at the Ash Conference. I admonish you to come kick it with us at the Still Retaining Each Other Symposium. I think we're scheduled for Friday, November 15th at 2 p.m. And uh, yeah. It's going to be dope. And we're hoping to continue uh, the tradition. Last year, we had our very first Hasis hey meetup at the Ash conference. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue that um, at this year's conference. And we're still working through the logistics, maybe even um, building on the model, having more of kind of like a happy hour or a meeting for dinner at a local restaurant. So we're moving and grooving and doing exciting things. And I'm really excited when to present presenting a paper and I'm going to be a discussant. I'm all over the Ash conference this year. Which is, you know, exciting but nerve-wracking because I have to get ready. Um, yes,
0: because... sis, you better work, but... doctor.
1: Oh no, 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 no.
0: But you know, this is work
1: that we got to do. It's important, and I'm just, I'm just blessed and honored and privileged to be able to do it and do it in meaningful ways um, and have fun and and I can still be myself
0: and have you know red braids down to my butt and you know. Well, I'm gonna put on my blazer and my glasses and walk in there. <laughs> <laughs> 2 o'clock November 15th I'll just be, gonna an, be dope. I'm just gonna sit down And pretend that I belong Because that Everybody belongs Oh so is it What is this Is this for doctors only
1: No I mean well, Everyone who's coming To the ASH conferences I mean The ASH conference Is not for doctors only There oh. are people who there Who do not have PhDs Oh So so don't, I mean, it is a conference for people who study higher education, but not everybody who studies higher education has a PhD,
0: so it's not closed. Well, I study higher education, so I'm going to go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yes,
1: but I mean, that's just, that's just, you know, one of the things that I'm looking forward to um,
0: over the next couple of weeks. I got tons of typing to do, but in any case... I'm I'm right there with you, sis, just in different capacities. But I'm really proud of you. That is awesome, awesome, awesome work. That's super exciting. Even if you're not in the higher education or in in any sort of education field, that's just dope work in general. And I'm proud of you guys for doing it. And Dr. Fruzbet, you know how I stand for she.
1: She's so amazing.
0: I stand
1: for she. And you would love Dr. Turner Kelly as well because both of them are just. You've mentioned.
0: Smallest. Wait, was she at your dissertation?
1: No, that's Doctor uh, Griffin. Doctor Griffin, that you're thinking about. Yes, Kimberly Griffin. And she was at the brunch. Yes, yes, she was at the brunch. Yes,
0: I remember oh, yeah. her specifically. Okay, but I know you've you've mentioned Doctor Turner several times.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Okay, well, one day I shall meet you if you listen to this foolishness. <laughs> uh, but we have trash to get into, which has no, it's very lower education. But we can go in and mosey over there.
1: <laughs> All right, let's make it happen.
0: Education time, let's get into this trash. So, your good friend Summer Walker came up again. Oh, recently, I watched Summer. that interview. By the way, yes, I did. Did you? I so I actually very much enjoy her demeanor. <laughs> She's flippant.
1: <laughs> like, I think that's that. That's the word that I want to use. She's very flippant. She's, 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 just, she's dry,
0: just but she's to the point. <laughs> and I, I'm here for it. I actually enjoyed the interview very, very much. And Ari Lennox is stupidly funny to me. I, I grace the joy. I appreciate her vulnerability. I appreciate her full blown honesty. Um, and I think her lives are hilarious when I catch them. Uh, or the videos that I catch afterwards. But anyway, your girl Summer Walker, uh, Black Twitter decided to Black Twitter because oh she posted an Instagram story with her saying my washing bowl. LOL. I, I get to wash in my bowl. I hate showers. Oh, no. Who so said this? Summer or Summer Ari? Did. Summer. Oh, man. And she posted her washing bowl full of, like, Dr. Doctor Till's foaming bath and some toner and some facial wash and some some baby oil, which I didn't no niggas still used baby oil, but, um, and some huggies. Now, she decided to clap back because, of course, the internet went all huggies. the way in. Yeah, yeah. Baby wipes, I guess. Okay. Wipe it down. Okay. Um but the internet decided to internet and, you know, of course, they posted all sorts of memes and GIFs about the nastiness that they, you know, that they, and they, I guess she also posted a video some time ago where she said she uses her own spit to remove her makeup. <sighs> hmm Yes. So... She does that. Is. <laughs> That's nasty <laughs>
1: like. I don't know. Now that right there.
0: That right there I can't get I behind it. Is any other way to <laughs> like niece? That is. I like your I like your demeanor and your album is is nice. I just That's not That don't going seem to work. right. I feel like the majority of the germs live in your on your body live in your mouth. It's not okay. They tell you you shouldn't blow on your makeup brushes. I guarantee you probably should not remove your eyeshadow with your saliva. I cannot get with it. So she it's decided enough. to respond to all of the gifts and the memes and all of the comments about her not liking showers, and she said, "Stay out my comments with the dummy shit. I take showers." I don't like them because I like baths in very nice jacuzzis or garden tubs. If I don't have time or whatever, I'll take a whole bath in the sink, something that every female has taken in their lives. Yes, I use soap. Fuck, I hate people, man. Who, TF, really walk around never washing themselves? People really just mad miserable. So... You know, I, I understand what she's saying. You know what I'm saying? If she's saying she prefers baths and people took her I hate showers as a, as a literal thing, then I can see how that can be annoying. But you know, the internet is going to internet. So if you're going to say stuff like that, sometimes you just got to take that L <laughs> and laugh along with the foolishness, like 21 Savage. Yeah. Um. Although I'm the really his situation have. is different. but I really have never. Yeah, I this the makeup thing I was I was pretty gross pretty that grossed out to find out about. Gross. She also had a performance at um at a at a music festival in San Antonio this past weekend called the Mala Luna Music Festival. Mm-hmm. Apparently she was 20 minutes late and then I don't know if you remember from that interview but she says she avidly hates performing. Like if she could never <laughs> perform again in that, her life, yeah. she would not perform and I'm again. I'm just like,
1: why would you make a record if this <laughs> how you feel?
0: She's like, listen, I have social anxiety, and I do not like to perform, and I'm going to be very vocal and let you niggas know that I hate performing.
1: I mean, because she likes to sing, evidently. Right.
0: But I mean, if you
1: like to sing and you don't like to perform, I would. I and just don't feel perform? like this is
0: not. <laughs>
1: This is not the lane. This is not the lane.
0: But, okay. You know, because money and bills and things like that. But I I don't know. I guess I can respect the honesty, but you can't show up to the festival 20 minutes late. And then she she left the stage early and she was really pissed off about her sound team when she was leaving the stage so the fans could see her, like, getting in somebody's ass as she walked off the stage. Mm. Yeah. So... That was interesting, but that Summer Walker, um, ugh. So the cop who murdered Eric Garner, his name is Daniel Pantaleo. He okay. is suing the NYPD to get his job back, and he might get
1: it because that's just where that's we just are how, that's just how people. the system be looking.
0: Now Al Sharpton decided to speak up and was like, "Oh no, 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 no." We won't be having any of that. He was like, if this goes to trial, he was like, I'm showing up to the courtroom and I'm having a whole rack of folks show up to the courtroom in neck braces. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it because I think this is absolutely disgusting. And this better not go to trial. I hope they throw this out. I know they won't because, again, like you said, the system just keeps on systeming. But, um... I really I really hope that this does not go to trial cuz this would just that would just be a huge slap in the face to the Gardner family. Indeed. Um so question for you. Okay. Do you know who Willie Perry Jr is? I cannot say that I do. He is DJ Casper also known as the creator of the Cha-Cha Slide. Okay. <laughs> Uh, in 2016, he was diagnosed with two forms of cancer, renal and neuroendoctrine. Indo- okay. I don't know. I could be saying that completely Spell wrong. Spell it. Neuro. Is it endocrine? And Yeah, there you go. Neuroendocrine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel bad. So, (laughs) which is the kid, which which is the kidney and liver. Um, He was diagnosed with that, but he has good news. He has beat his cancer. Awesome. He was actually like fighting for his life and um, he decided to slow down a little bit. He said it was God's way of slowing him down and he is, he has now beat his cancer. So
1: congratulations to him.
0: I just thought that was the wor- worthless noting because black people still cha-cha slide to this day. And ain't gonna stop. No, they're not. Even if we never want to hear the song again. So few <laughs> of us. <laughs> so Tyrese went on the Wendy Williams show. And... Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh wow. We talked about Tyrese in the very first episode of this I show know. and I don't think we've ever spoken about him again.
1: <laughs> Probably not. But what is what's happening?
0: So he went to the Wendy Williams show and Wendy was like, Like where have you been? Like where you disappeared for about four or five years. Like where did you go? <laughs> or three three, four years. She said, She said, You've been here in like three or four years. Where have you been? He said Your husband banned me because he thought I was flirting with you.
1: What? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my word. (laughs) Oh, my word. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my word.
0: I know that I don't have any more to say about it. I just think it's absolutely (laughs) hilarious.
1: That That's, is dumb It
0: is so stupid I'm like So there's Now I know she's sitting up here Racking her brain Trying to figure about All the niggas who stopped being her friend Trying to figure out if it was Your him. husband <laughs> banned me That is just
1: such That is Oh my god I think what
0: makes it funnier Is that it's Tyrese
1: <laughs> Like why on earth would Tyrese flirt with
0: Wendy Williams Is he married Or was he married then? Oh
1: <laughs> There's so much to
0: unpack. Anyway, I just thought that was I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I don't know why. <laughs> and then lastly, we talked about this a little bit. Dustin actually brought this up to us and then I saw the article about it on DYBF. But um mm-hmm. Tiny said that Mama Joyce told her to marry for security and not love.
1: I want Mama Joyce. Like Mama <laughs> Joyce refuses like, I want her to get some business. She's got opinions about everybody else's everything. <laughs> everybody else's everything. But she just cannot seem like, where is Mama Joyce's relationship, is what I want to know.
0: We've never, I don't, have we ever seen it?
1: I don't know. But do she got a, a, a Uncle Charlie, a Mr. Charles or somebody?
0: She probably does. She seems like the type who probably, who's had a nigga for a really, really long time that lives in a different house.
1: Like, just up the street or around the corner or something.
0: Yes. But this was all in an interview. So, apparently, um, T.I. interviewed um, interviewed uh, Tiny. And mm-hmm. so, she said she'll never forget when she was about 15 or 16, Aunt Joyce Candy's mom told me, do not marry for love, marry for security. And she said, I didn't understand at the, at the time. And so... T.I., of course, you know, felt away about that and cut her off. And uh, according to the YBF said, comparing how young women are schooled, he decided to cut her off comparing how young women are schooled about relationships while young men don't get the same treatment. He said women are trained and conditioned at an early age to look for partners who can give them a particular lifestyle. Tiny says she was blessed to have found both love and security in their marriage. Um, And then he asked her if if she thought it would be easier to be married with money. But I can't, I'm not surprised that he said those things. But of course, I 100% disagree. Like, we've had conversations about this.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: Yes, that's what he said. (laughs) There's a whole interview. I'll actually post the link um, in the description box where you can listen to the full episode of T.I. and Tiny talking about this. But... Yeah. He said women are conditioned while men do not get the same treatment. Mm-hmm. He wiped
1: me with it. Yeah. Yep.
0: He, yeah, he white Are you women kidding does. me? Oh yeah. He wiped women the fuck out of us. <laughs> like this is like laughing. I want y'all to see the bewilderment on Kia's face. Like she. <laughs> I'm like,
1: huh?
0: How? How sway? How? Ooh, maybe we've had this we've had whole kitchen table talks For him about to this. To say something like
1: that, that is literally fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so honestly, he's saying,
0: <laughs> let me go back to it.
1: Well, he, well, first of all, what is wrong
0: with that? I you you know how niggas are.
1: Women are trained to to what a certain kind he of said, what did he say. Okay,
0: hold on. He said. He, he cut her off, comparing how young women are schooled about relationships while young men don't get the same treatment. He nah. said women are trained and conditioned at an early age to look for partners who can give them a particular lifestyle.
1: What is wrong with that?
0: <laughs> Tiny says she was. oh yeah, but yes. hmm.
1: Help me understand where that's a problem.
0: I don't, because you all are trained and conditioned to be, never mind. I'm not going to do that <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> Yes assholes <laughs> Asshole You all you all are trained to do whatever you want to do Like half the time Because you're not trained Because people are not telling you half the time <laughs> How to be a decent human being okay, Or a so decent partner I do partner. feel like
1: it's fair I think it's a fair critique That I don't think that either I don't think men nor women Oh I speak for myself I don't feel like I got... And I said this before. I don't feel like I've been trained around, like, having healthy relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have had healthy models, like, in my grandparents Mm -hmm. in terms of seeing a healthy relationship. But again, as a grandchild, I don't get, you know, insight into the inner workings of their relationship. Like, I don't know how they communicate or what works for them. But I did grow up seeing... Two people in partnership in ways that were healthy, right. at least from where I where I sit from my perspective. Right. But as far as like, I don't think I've like my I don't feel like I've got tr- training. There were and that's just me. But I don't think no one ever, you know, schooled me on maybe maybe the kinds of relationships or the kinds of men, the kinds of qualities to look for in a partner. But I don't know that no, I know that nobody told me how to maintain a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, but I say all that to say, and I'll ask you as an actual mom, cause I'm only in here parenting this plant, but I feel like should I ever and who knows at this point, should I ever become a mom? Mm-hmm. And if should I ever mother a daughter? Mm-hmm. I don't think that there is anything wrong with me suggesting that amongst the the, the many qualities that she should look for in a partner, uh, one of them should be that
0: this nigga is actually capable of caring for her. Right. And then, if you take it a step further, or not even just caring for her, but I just feel like, well, my mom like being able to support himself financially and to support his family
1: financially yeah.
0: like not be-
1: maybe caring for her is maybe not the right language, but i'm not I'm not saying that she should look to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But as a person, she should look to be in partnership as as someone who's going to be raised to be independent and be able to financially support herself. Right, I would encourage her to look for the same quality in a partner. Exactly, whatever like,
0: whomever that partner might be. If you go to Nicole Ari Parker's situation and that the one who wrote the the letter. And said and looked for all the things, said all the things she wanted in a partner, and then spun it back on herself to see if that's mm-hmm, what, if she mm-hmm. was going to be those same things. That's how I would teach Noah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't look for anything that you're not willing to 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 be. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, <clears throat> and my mother always instilled in us to take care of ourselves, but she, she like she didn't turn us against having relationships, but she was like, I want you to always be able to take care of yourself. She's right. like, and not taking care of no nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, you are not getting ready to be sitting up here busting your ass, working hard, going around all over the place, taking care of a lazy ass nigga. Like, that's... Well, that's... I mean,
1: reciprocity is key there. Exactly. So, like, you know, I don't want... I, I Just like I don't want no guy, no no partner. I don't want no partner around here expecting me to care for him without, you know you know just you know, just to care for him without him um you know doing anything for himself mm-hmm. i don't think that it's fair for me to have the expectation that i'll be able to sit in here on my behind right. and and just let some it's like you know let somebody take care of me but either way and as like ti has daughters Right. so i'm struggling i'm really like, struggling what are you telling them then what are you with like and i mean like that's dumb i do feel like i, I understand i could see how he would feel away about her uh, maybe not now that I'm saying that because I don't understand how any parent would feel away about another parent advising a young person that when they marry, I don't know
0: if I would say don't marry for love, marry for security well, that, I do that, feel like uh, that mama Joyce right that right there right that's a
1: mama Joyce <laughs> like you know and I feel like that is something i I could see how a woman of her age. And, you know, given the things we've observed her do, I can see how that's something that she might say. I don't know that I would say that. But I don't know if I would go so far as to say that women get training or are, you know, are taught things about relationships that God... Like, nah, that's, we're not going to do that. Nah. mm I don't see that. So... And if so, like, what's wrong? Like, I think... I don't know. I just have lots of questions. But...
0: Maybe we can table that for a kitchen table talk. <laughs> Ti always just riles always me up. every time, every time. Ti, did you did you
1: hear that Ti is going to be having a podcast? I'm not surprised. He likes to talk. What is it about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but the title of it is expeditiously.
0: Of course, it is. <laughs> Because why and wouldn't I it be? I think
1: he said something along the lines of like, you know, expeditiously is a word that he likes and the letters T-I are in expeditiously. <laughs> and I'm just like, that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> like, you could make up anything. T-I, if you put it the other way, it is it, which is the last two letters in shit, which is what you are full of. Like, huh. stop. <laughs> I mean, I have be to quiet. watch. He had like a little trailer <laughs> on
1: YouTube, so he may have said like more to it. But those were the things that that made a lasting impression on me.
0: I don't and dislike like, Ti. Let me be clear. I don't dislike him. I find him to be entertaining, but he I also
1: confounds
0: me. Yeah, I find him to also be very. I the the word is overused, but I find him to have very problematic ideologies. <laughs> he
1: confounds me, and I feel like I struggle because I I do. Feel like he is talented, but mm-hmm. often, oftentimes the things that he says out of his mouth, I just prove positive that men and wor- men and women see the world in very different ways.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. And, yes. And I, I
1: just I just I just don't know. And sometimes the, the gap, I feel like it's so wide that we may never be able to
0: to. To uh, Bridget, when I just things don't like know. that when things like that are said, I, I I'm right there with you because I'm like, yo, are and you like, you yo. can't you can't actually believe the things that come out of your mouth right now.
1: But I mean, like like he's not. I mean, Ti is not the only man who who I feel that way about. No. Or so I I have feel like there are p- men in my life. There are people who I know personally. And they men that say things and I'm just like, wow, Mm -hmm. I have just, my mind is blown. I know nothing about men. The only thing that I know regarding men is that I know nothing about them. I don't assume to know or expect to know how they do anything, why they think the way they think. And I don't, and I'm just coming to terms with the fact that that's okay.
0: Sis. As as the married one here Y'all don't tell my husband I will never know As as the married one here I can say Fully with full confidence that I'm right there With you (laughs) I don't know Half half the time I don't know what the fuck this nigga Is talking about
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I actually There have been cases Maybe not all the time with T.I. But in most cases I seek to learn. Maybe it is my, maybe it is my, uh, you know, just my, I love to learn. I love, but understanding is huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And I I really want mm -hmm. to get to the place where I can understand. But even in that, I have learned that some things are just beyond my understanding. It's ironic
0: that escape sang. Yeah, <laughs> what I need from you, tiny thing, is what understanding. Need... Tiny, who went on to marry Ti, <laughs> yes, she did. How can we communicate? She said, "Can you tell what me what I, I, I need? What <laughs> I need from you is understanding." Let's break. And it. I just... we can break this down. Whew. As simple as one, two, three. And I don't know if we can even make
1: it that simple,
0: but we will see. Understanding yeah. is what I need. Godspeed to Ti.
1: Um, Mama Joyce is still oh, knee deep
0: in other people's business. It but... will forever be. I feel like when uh, she's. I feel like when she's six feet deep, she's still gonna be knee deep in somebody's business. She is something else. She that that's a piece of work. That whole yeah. OLG right there. Anyway, we got a shout out to get to, so let's get to it. My sister's popping right now, like so we have a shout out this week from a listener. She says, hey, Jaden Kia, I am Tonya Edmund, hey. and I love, love, love your podcast. I feel like you're the only people I know who understand ghetto adulting really understand how ghetto adulting really is. Let's struggle. Oh I'm reaching out to you because I even though I am team typing fast full time, I work part time for a nonprofit based in greater Atlanta called Safe Space Property Management Incorporated. This nonprofit was created for and by Domestic Violence Survivors of Color, SOC. Our focus is on creating and maintaining safe spaces for SOC after leaving abuse. We're excited to announce that we're doing our first annual holiday toy drive for children affected by domestic violence. We would love for survivors in the greater Atlanta to sign their children up for the toy drive via our website, safespacepropertymanagement.com. We're also looking for businesses in the greater Atlanta to host donation boxes. If you don't live in the greater Atlanta area and you would love to give a tax-deductible money donation, please visit our website, safespacepropertymanagement.com. For any other help or questions, please email me at toynia.edmond at safespacepropertymanagement.com, and all of that will be in the description box. Help us make the holiday season for children affected by domestic violence a little brighter. Thank you so much for being my comedic relief, Jade and Kia. All the best, Toynia. So I thought, um, came across that in our email, and I thought that was a really dope um, cause. And I think it's really dope that they have a nonprofit uh, totally created for and by domestic violence survivors of color. I think that's such an important space for us to have. (laughs) And so I'll be sure to put all of the information in the description box, the email, the website and all of the information on how you can contact Tonya.
1: Awesome. Y'all do it and get the children their toys. I'm glad we were able to get that shout out in, you know, um, right as we wrap up Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yep. Um, so this is an amazing cause and I'm happy that we can highlight it on this segment. Always. Um, I do have an update from Megan who we shouted out last week. Okay. Um, Megan sent uh, me a DM and I want to read it quickly. She said, first, let me say I sat at work today and just wept.
0: My getting grown
1: sisters have been sending me the most inspiring and uplifting messages. I'm going to beat this thing. This much I know. Thank you for the shout out, for the love and for the support. You don't know how hard it's been for me to ask for help. My pride is so big, but it's been something God has been really taking me to task on. My surgery is scheduled for November 14th. Yes. I will continue to keep you and Jade updated. It's been a lot to come to terms with, but I know greater is coming. I don't use Twitter like ever, as you know, but <laughs> I will follow, follow you and Jade on Instagram. Just reached out because I know that this is uh, you know, a platform that you guys use. Thank you so much. And may God continue to bless us all as we continue to battle through this thing called life. Y'all have showed up and showed out. Um, Megan is under a thousand dollars shy of her goal, so I think she has just about eight hundred dollars left. Um, um, before she will, you know, have all that she needs to pay for her surgery, but she has enough to have that scheduled. So I'm just really excited and, and grateful to everyone yes. who has, you know, donated um, and is helping one of our getting grown sisters to you know, really do what she needs to do in order to beat cancer. Something that she has been struggling with for Mm -hmm. quite some time. So (laughs) thank you guys. Um, We'll continue. I'll post a link in the description box again, just so we can make sure that we can get Megan to her goal. Um, We love
0: you, Megan. And we're very
1: proud of you. And your commitment to keep fighting. Yes, and thanks to all of you guys. Yes, and, um, for getting grown joining sisters. with us, sisters and brothers. Because I definitely see yes. some of our getting grown, um, um, man friends, GGBs and GGBs. I would like, you know, what brothers. I have
0: a specific request. I want to hear more from our GGBs. Oh. I want I want y'all to speak up I want to know How you came up on the show And why you listened to it Especially since it's so woman centric And that's not because It's just because I'm very curious I want to know and, and, we, and we want to know you all as much as We hear from our ladies And we hear from our ladies quite often I want to let you all know The ladies are the ones who come out They support the events The ladies are the ones who are coming out to the live shows <clears throat> And it's a few of y'all who show up mm-hmm. But our black women are really are really our backbone. So we also we also want to um, we want to show love to our brothers as well. So we want to hear from you. This Whoa. is
1: so sweet though. I'm just reading. So many people sent their comments and getting grown sent me. Getting grown sent me. Oh, Stay strong. Oh,
0: y'all gonna make this me cry. Almost so dope. You guys are just. Amazing. I love it. I, that's what this community. This is what this is all about. This is really what this is all about. That makes me really happy. Well, Same. Megan, we are continuing to, to stand behind you and support you. And we love the fact that, our, you know, the listeners are showing up and showing out and you guys have created a family. We've created a family. We got a whole family here. So keep supporting Megan as best as you can. Oh, I heard you drinking. Well, Whoa. you didn't hear me on the
1: microphone. You didn't hear me on the microphone because I can look and see that this sound is not on the microphone. You, <laughs> hear me in your headphones. <laughs> you might hear me in your headphones, but the people do not mm. hear me drink.
0: I just want y'all to know this weekend in Dallas, Kia's oh petty peeve was hearing people drink. And... My petty peeve was that
1: I don't like to hear the contents
0: of anybody's mouth. <laughs>
1: Well, and I think it was not targeted
0: at you. It was targeted at the mukbang people. But as a loud gulp brigade. (laughs) Okay, as a a part. You took it personally. (laughs) You were the hit dog hollering. That's what you were. Arf, arf, nigga. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's go to kitchen table. Okay. (laughs) Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses your feedback and ratings to curate wine selections personalized to your unique tastes. First Leaf is so confident in the quality of their wine. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not feeling a particular bottle of wine, First Leaf will cover it completely. The First Leaf quiz was so dope like it was so thorough it not only asks you it asks you it gives you a variety of wines do you like Pinot Noir do you like this type of wine do you like this Chardonnay do you like this once you break that down then it gets into do you like it buttery do you like it crispy do you like it uh fruity do you like it dry do you like it bitter and then you go on to the next like it gets so detailed down to do you like these particular brands are there any of these brands that you do not care for Start by taking the First Leaf wine quiz to assess your exact wine drinking preferences. First Leaf will then create an introductory six-pack of wine for just $29.95. These wines normally go for at least $20 a piece. Then taste and rate them one line.
1: First Leaf takes your ratings and selects unique wines based on your taste for your next shipment. In fact, First Leaf sends out more than 17,000 unique shipments of wine every month because everyone's tastes are different. Mm -hmm. Try First Leaf Wine Club today, where buying great wine is simple. Sign up with our link and you'll get an exclusive intro. Offer six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash grown. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash grown. Take it to the head. Let's gather around the kitchen table. Um... I don't really know what inspired this week's uh, topic, but it was just something that I had written down in my little journaly notebook here. Um, oh, hello. Maybe because, I don't know. I have been like kind of listening to a lot of seminars and webinars and lectures and thinking, uh, trying to reflect and get my mind together around who I am and how I show up and what are the things that I would like to work on um in the coming days and months in 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 the new year mm-hmm. um so this kind of thought came to my mind so i i posted to jade and she agreed that it would be something that we could talk about today so um uh, for those of you who are not familiar ted talk is a is a platform um that's become increasingly popular over these last couple of years but you know they it's an organization that um kind of is centered around big ideas um, and giving people platform to share their big ideas or their thoughts Mm -hmm. around certain topics. And I think TED Talks are super cool. Um, I think it's uh, been an interesting way for us to learn about people and the interesting work that they're doing or people and the experiences that they have and how those experiences have kind of shaped the different you know, the trajectories of their lives. Mm-hmm. So I've got to thinking, um, you know, and one of the things I love about TED Talks is that they're very kind of straight to the point.
0: Yes. You get
1: like a, a very finite amount of time to just kind of like say your spiel, mm-hmm. what your idea is, what your platform is, why you feel like it's that way. And you know why people should give a crap. Um, and I've been, you know, as someone who can kind of be abstract and uh, lofty, and I mean, that's evidence, by the way, that I'm describing this, as someone who can use too many words, mm-hmm. I'm drawn to the fact, I'm drawn to the, you know, the real kind of direct and straightforward way that TED talk, the, the TED Talks are laid out. So I, I thought that it would be cool if we had to if we had to do a TED talk or if we were given a platform like the TED talk platform to kind of um, say what we had to say, what would that message be? Mm. How would we want to show up? So um, I'm gonna ask you. I mean, I, we can kind of have two. We can have one that's kind of lighthearted and fun, and then one I guess that's more serious. Okay. But you can go whichever direction you you're more comfortable with first. Um,
0: Well, if you,
1: if you had a TED talk, Jade, what would your TED talk be about? What would you, what would your topic be? What's your message? What do you have to say? Um,
0: okay. If I had a TED talk, I'm sure everybody thought I was going to say it was going to be about weed or food. You are wrong. How to season <laughs> chicken <laughs> to properly. How to clean yeah. your kitchen like a pro. I, That's that it. Actually, you know what? That's going to be my lighthearted <laughs> one. How to properly <laughs> clean your damn kitchen because Necessary. most of y'all don't know how to do it. And then I would go into the house and that <laughs> would be including wiping down counters, wiping down... Cupboards, wiping down cabinets, pulling appliances out, and cleaning behind those. Cleaning the appliances off, taking the stove apart, and scrubbing it down. Making sure you include that that hooded vent as well. You got to clean that too. Your walls, <laughs> your dishes. Do not degreasing. Leave, degreasing. Don't leave your sink dirty. <laughs> I would have a whole how to clean your floors properly. Make sure you get up in them crevices. Make sure you get up in that refrigerator. It will be a whole to do, how to organize the spice cabinet, how to organize your pantry. I think I could have this a whole. This could
1: be like a kitchen table talk. <laughs> Low key.
0: Okay, well, you know what? Let's table that then. That's not even my real pet TED talk. <laughs> but, all right, so for your first TED talk, what, what would it be about?
1: Um... I'm going to go serious first because this is kind of like something that I've been thinking about today. Okay. Um, So I feel like, and I kind of talked about it briefly on Twitter earlier, um, I've just noticed kind of a common response to uh, a problem or something that keeps coming up. So I've noticed that um, when a company or a corporation is found to have or exposed for racist practices or um you know problematic uh ideologies or just some some evidence of like you know some bull swanky mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the, the ways you know when we people respond to these uh things is like you know we're gonna do some diversity and inclusion training we're gonna develop a task force and we're gonna you know fund some resources into uh you know these underserved under uh, marginalized communities and oftentimes that is done through like a scholarship program or the development of some sort of program that's designed to support, you know, students of color. And, you know, I'm not going to say that, that scholarships and those kinds of programs are ineffective or not useful because that's not true. Cause Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be sitting where I'm sitting without those programs. I mean, they do absolutely have you know great value and significance and they do impact um and afford people who don't always have access to opportunities with certain opportunities but i just feel like that's kind of low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. um so i feel like uh if i had was doing a ted talk i i would really want it to really be about um how like you know everyone wants to talk about change hmm but nobody wants to change. Mm -hmm. And I would want to talk about like, you know, the rhetoric of change Mm -hmm. versus like the actual activities of change, what's required Mm -hmm. for change to happen. And and I would speak specifically around like change in higher education context because that's where I live and move and breathe and study. Mm -hmm. But I would want to talk about that because I think that we have been conditioned to kind of talk about change and inclusion and diversity and even equity and social justice in very superficial surface kind of ways. But we, we really haven't, or, you know, there are a few of us um, who have really yet to kind of acknowledge the level of depth um, that's necessary for us to really, really affect change. And and for these corporations and, and, and um, specifically, I think, you know, we gotta like start calling out, mm-hmm. um, you know, the ways that you know racism and white supremacy have existed in this country and how they've really shaped every institution. And colleges and universities are not exempt. So if mm. we're going to fund, if we're gonna, if we're going to, um, you know, throw our money behind scholarships, you know, that's cool, but it's insufficient in terms of addressing the whole problem. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest, like throwing money in the way of scholarships at this problem is like, you know, just setting our students up with an all expense paid trip to suffering (laughs) and more of the (laughs) same. Right. But if we want to really say that we are changing the conversation, if we want to like really have a reform agenda, um, you know, that, that really gets us to where we want to be. We also have to find initiatives that really kind of look at the ways that institutions are dismantling Um, you know, how Racism and white supremacy And these problematic Uh, you know Xenophobic, um ideologies have are demonstrated in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. So I will, I will want to talk about that. I will talk about the real business of change and the dirty work of change that nobody wants to do Mm -hmm. and how, you know, for a long time when it comes to diversity and inclusion, we blame the victim. We blame the people who are, have have been victims of these injustices Mm -hmm. without really questioning and being critical of the injustices themselves. And, and, and instead of, you know, throwing our energy behind, you know, students, which is important. Mm-hmm. I think if we really want to have well-rounded, comprehensive conversations around ways to really get at this, we're going to have to throw our money and our energy and our weight around institutions and leaders and people who have influence and the way that they leverage their influence, um, you know, in places that, that, that it really counts, right? mm mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that that's kind of that's kind of where I would go if I had that platform um, right now, because that's because I'm just in knee deep in this paper that I'm presenting in one of these conferences. So that's probably what I would want to say if I had if I had that to do now, because, you know, that's something that I can say in academic spaces is the academic communities. But I do feel like, you know, organizations like Gucci, uh, you know, who have, you know, so awesomely, um so awesomely committed to affecting change and doing this diversity work in meaningful ways and are out here doing the work. Like I have people, I know people who are personally on Gucci's diversity council mm-hmm. and they talk about the, the awesome things that they're doing, but I feel like, you know, an awesome add on to that work is, you know, you know, thinking about institutions and how institutions and organizations change and how these systems function at organizational levels and what kind of initiatives we can design and implement to address those things.
0: I don't even want to go again after that. Like, <laughs> I don't even...
1: No, I mean, like, okay, so, okay. Because, I mean, I, I mean, what brought me to this conversation is, like, what's your why? Like, what do you want to do? So maybe we can start there.
0: Oh, no, no, I have one. It's just never going to, it's not going to be on that level. (laughs) It's just never. Well, I'm just (laughs) deep and in, in this paper right now it's never gonna be on this level however I that's I think that's awesome that goes along with the work no what are you apologizing for you are doing important work please I'm over here smoking of blood like <laughs> like what's happening we need <laughs> we need use we need lots of oh views God. on this earth oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh this is important um I think my I think my TED talk would honestly be a, would be I think I would title it you too can be a successful fuck up. Yeah, that's actually good. It would get lots of hits. So it, I love that. It would basically be about all the ways in which I have fucked up in life, but how it's led me to where I am now and finding my real passions and my purposes. That's dope. On this on this earth, um, some of those I guess maybe specific examples would be I've gotten messages from. Quite a few mothers who have let me know, I really love the fact that you smoke publicly. I really love the (laughs) fact that you advocate for weed because I smoke, but I'm a mom and I've always been really quiet about it because there's a stigma surrounding it. So I would want to incorporate that in some kind of way. You know, somebody else might call me a fuck-up or call me whatever because they don't agree with it. But, yeah, I'm a weird mom, but I'm a good mom. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, jobs in which I've lost that have led me to being able to really find what my real passion and purpose is that has really led me to where I am now and being able to develop and create in the ways in which I want to and not have to be boxed in to a specific... um, a specific box period you know people hear about people who cook or cater do you work in a restaurant or are you catering baby showers but it's like i've been able to turn this into something totally different and expound on different levels and really like put a lot into my different creative passions with what i want to do and so that's what my ted talk would be about you too can be a successful fuck up
1: absolutely i think that's dope Um, I think if I had to do, like, I don't know if this is lighthearted, but another one that I think I would want to do is
0: how, um,
1: how kind of like life falling apart.
0: Definitely not lighthearted.
1: <laughs> not not lighthearted <laughs> but sorry but kind of like how like well messing well, kind of like yours like how messing up and mm-hmm. and things not going as planned um like ended up being ended up bringing me to like lots of new perspective and understanding mm-hmm. and and yep. made me better um and I mean, I also feel like it's also important to talk about like, you know, how to, a question that I get often, I think I got it at the, at, um in a Dallas show was like how to successfully get your boss together without getting fired
0: oh that was good that was a good question (laughs) that was good and they and they were right to that was one of the Q&A questions and the friend zone panned right to Kia and said Dr. Kia we think you'd be the perfect person to answer this
1: (laughs) it's important it's important I feel like you have to learn how to throw shade in ways that are stealthy and don't make you a target I because think that's re- a wonderful Real shade. TED talk. Real shade throws itself. Mm. Okay, the same stuff. You don't need to, that's what I would call it. Real shade throws itself. Mm. You really just have to set the stage for the
0: alley oop. That's really it.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: Our XD gave a TED talk. He did. And I, I, remember feel, that. I feel like that was about pettiness, like how to be. <laughs> <laughs> And he I had a totally message behind it Well actually you know what I'm gonna find the link For that and post it in the description box So you guys can watch it
1: Like one of my One of my favorite moments on Twitter was when I, I told somebody n- no 144 ways <laughs> I literally Listed do you remember when I listed There's 144 ways to say No <laughs>
0: I don't think I've ever seen that, but I want to. Really? Oh, I want to. It was a thread. It was like 144
1: <laughs> ways. And I literally said, no, 144 ways. It didn't even take me that long. That's how I know that this is something that the Lord gave me to yes. say. <laughs> he wanted me to say it. And I feel like I was gifted for such a time <laughs> as this. Ooh, yeah, those ooh. be... I feel like you could also... Right, a um, p- give a ted talk on effective trolling practices oh that's something you, that you thank you very shine. much shine so that's that's one of i your do strengths. i
0: do excel in the area <laughs> 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 and i would probably call that one how to let it roll off your back and roll right back onto theirs boomerang <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lord, or be called Lil little X things. To the bullshit. <laughs> Even all of these things, though. All of all of the awesome ideas that we have shared around your particular specialities, Thank you. your 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 proclivities from cleaning kitchens.
0: <laughs> To
1: trolling the masses
0: one person at a time. I felt I felt like the most charismatic slave ever known to be. What,
1: what, is, <laughs> what do you think your why is? Like why do you do why why do you do the things that you do? Why do you think that you've been
0: gifted to do the things that you do? Oh I feel like uh, actually, you know, I think um, my why and why I'm giving this TED talk
1: <laughs> or just
0: generally the why is I guess I'm going to answer why would I be giving this Ted talk on why you two can be a successful fuck up because there's so many people on this earth who beat themselves up and Mm -hmm. I'm not exempt from that whatsoever. Um, But what I think I've really tried to implement in my life is letting things roll off my back and trying to push forward because I've, I sit back and I look at, All of the things that have happened. I looked at the entire trajectory of my life and I'm super grateful. I had a moment today where I had to stop and I had to have a moment of gratitude. I talked to my plants for a second. I do this on a regular (laughs) basis. I was actually like really cleaning the house because I wanted to sit down and do some heavy work. And I love to do that in a clean space. So I had moved from the front of the house to the back of the house. Before I walked back, I stopped and I looked at my plants and I said, thank you, which I tend to do. And then I stopped and I just said, thank you in general. Like, you know what? I'm really grateful for my life and I'm really grateful for my family, my loved ones, and for my opportunities and my constant opportunities. And I'm grateful that anytime I thought things were not going to work out, they always work out and they work out better. And so... I would want to give this Ted talk because I feel like there's so many ways in my life in which I have fucked up and I could really beat myself up about those. But then there's so many things for me to be grateful for. And I'm super, super grateful for where I am in this place right now. And I'm still learning and building and really, really, really finding my purpose. But I know that I'm going in the right direction and I feel good about the direction that I'm headed. And so I want to empower others to step into that as well. And that would be the why of my TED talk. Dope. <sighs> what about you? Well, we. Yes. <laughs> just.
1: That was that was amazing. Oh, Thank you, sis. I think when I think about my why, I think I think a lot of a lot of my life has been or the major lessons that I've learned in my life have been through change. Mm-hmm. And I know that we as people can be resistant to change because change is uncomfortable. Mm hmm. But it is necessary, um, and and I also feel like we we do a lot of talking, um, and then that's not always followed up by like follow through and action mm-hmm. actionable items. So like I, I when I think about all the common threads, um, in my work, I think we it it, it change is central. Like mm-hmm. we talk about transition and challenge and change and navigating the change. The transition of being, you know, a real adult and, and what the, those changes are and mm-hmm. how life has changed so much. Um, and in my work, you know, at work, we think and we literally guide institutions through processes of, of massive change and transformation and thinking about what that looks like practically um, and how to assess that, how to assess progress toward that. And the same community that we build on Getting Grown is what I've always aimed to build. Um, you know, cause nothing, nothing, there's no transition greater. There's no change greater than, you know, education and navigating that process, those processes of education, um, and the kind of tools and tricks of the trade to understanding and getting through that, um, you know, seamless, seamlessly Mm -hmm. and safely, um, literally locked in kind of to, to, to individual experiences and we've been socialized to be competitive and not share that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has cost us a lot as a people. So I want to create spaces where we kind of buck against and break against, um, you know, divisiveness and competitiveness and, and, and anything that makes us feel like there's not enough space for all of us to be great.
0: Ted um, talk, Ted, <laughs> Ted X, <laughs> Hit up getting grown We got some ideas <laughs> for your ass <laughs> You know
1: yeah, it was, to be full To be ahead. honest The TED Talk is something that I uh, wanted to do And I know that they, the TED, TED Talk people have a fellows program And I said that I was going to apply this year But did everything to talk myself out of applying Why? I don't know man When it just came down to it I even got the application and started it And literally just, like, did not allow myself to finish it because I didn't feel like I had a formed big idea. Like, I I felt like I had all these tons of ideas Mm -hmm. that kind of floating around in my head. Um, And I mean, just kind of allow busyness and and procrastination to just, Mm -hmm. you know... You know, you, you push know it what? to the back of... of uh uh-uh. the... I'm going to stay on you. I'm going to stay on you because... But we got to see. I mean, we'll wait. Maybe next year I'll be in a better place.
0: and. Because these ideas are solid. This right here, you could put this right on into an application. And I Maybe know if... y'all could hold me accountable. You and the rest of the Getting Grown family. Come on, Getting Grown, get Grown family. I want you to tap into your inner troll. And <laughs> we are going to get in Kia's ass because she needs to but... put this... getting Gr- She needs to put out this, this TED Talk...
1: Child, they they may not even
0: they need to hear from the doctor about diversity and change. But there's so many, so many other brilliant people they don't need me. Exactly, which is why my raggedy ass Ted talk would literally never. No,
1: they totally
0: would. I I just got life off of your wife. sis. You ain't see me over here like, yes! You did, you did. She stayed, and I appreciated that. I did. But it is, you know, you don't have to be the most eloquent nigga in the room. I definitely am not. I'm not the most well-versed, well-spoken, well-read. Not nearly anywhere close to the most educated, but...
1: I don't I think that that's what makes it so dope and what I have learned. This is why Team Type and Fast is like so clutch for me because I think a lot of the other organizations or or communities mm-hmm. are still so isolated where it's like you know you have the engineers only kicking it with the engineers, the academics kicking it with the academics, the no, doctors, it's not like that Team Type it with Fast. Right. So I, and I feel like I get my life because the people, a lot of people that I'm closest to, and I don't know what this says about me or anything or, you know, us or whatever, but I think it's dope. But most of the people that I'm closest to and the people who I love talking to the most are people who don't have PhDs. Mm-hmm. Now, I love my community, my scholar fam, my sisters and brothers in the fight, the of people course. who I have actual relationship with. But I find that like, you know, my closest friends, the people who I love, love, like my, the people who I think are most brilliant are people who have high school diplomas, people who, you know, have a bachelor's degree, people who didn't go to school at all, people mm-hmm. who have GEDs, people Hello. who have, who have lived, Lived life to the extent that their persp- they have perspective that I don't have, and I feel like that's why team type of fast to me is so dope because I think an academic could learn a lot from an entrepreneur, mm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think that the skill sets that um you know that I have and I've been blessed to cultivate are helpful to people who are not in the spaces that I'm in. So like you know I have one of my closest partners is a real estate agent, and we we support each other. Listen, and I work is vastly different. Like the ways that mm-hmm. we move are completely different. But I get so much life from conversations with her because she, because of where she is and how she exists in the world. She's able to to bring things to my attention that I would have no knowledge of otherwise. Mm. So that's why I just feel like that's what makes, and, and the TED Talks you know, organization and and is the same. Like they're, everyone who, who yeah, has a TED Talk true. is not someone who, you know, is published or what have you. Mm-hmm. um You know, they're just people who are, who have insight and mm-hmm. information and something to offer. It doesn't matter where you got it from.
0: No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so that's all. That's part of what I guess what the TED Talk I was talking about would be is like, You don't have to be all these things in order to be, quote unquote, successful. And success doesn't necessarily come in a monetary, in a monetary form. But it comes in you really feeling like you are living out your purpose and your passion. So. Straight like that. That's our kitchen table talk this week. Let us know if you liked our little mini (laughs) TEDx's. I had a good time. Maybe, maybe one day we'll actually like, we'll prep and. Actually, write out faux TED talks and do them on the show. I think that's a good idea. Oh, that would be cute. Let's do. Let's take these ideas that we talked about here and turn them into TED talks, and we'll yeah, do them for kitchen like, table talks. Oh, that will be c- okay. Let's do Round that too. All right. Yes, we coming back, but now we got an honesty box, so let's go there. <laughs> All right. Let's get it.
1: Meet the scheduling assistant that works 24-7 behind the scenes to fill your calendar. From the moment clients book with you, Acuity is there to automatically send confirmations, deliver text reminders, and process payments. Never ask what time works for you ever again because with Acuity, clients can quickly view your real-time availability, self-book their own appointments, and reschedule with a click. Then Acuity will automatically update the calendars you already use, like Google, Outlook, iCloud, or Office 365, which keeps your entire life in sync. All you need to do is show up at the right time. Acuity even asks clients to fill out intake forms when scheduling and keeps all of their information neat and tidy in one place. With the ability to manage multiple locations and employees, class bookings, private sessions, add-on sales, and recurring subscriptions acuity can adapt to any business save yourself from the day-to-day drudgery of keeping up with your clients and your busy schedule with acuity scheduling for a limited time you can get 45 days of acuity scheduling absolutely free no credit card required just go to acuity grown that's a-c-u-i-t-y scheduling.com grown
0: for 45 days free Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. It's about feeling better about yourself, whether that means having more energy to keep up with your busy life, chasing behind a Noah, fitting into them jeans, being more in tune with your body's needs, or just practicing better self-care in general. Noom is a habit-changing solution that helps users develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. With Noom, no food is good, bad, or off-limits. Instead, Noom teaches moderation by helping you track meal habits, visualize portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. It can even be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets. So, y'all know I don't diet. (laughs) (laughs) but I do try to work on being balanced and Noom has really helped with that. Um, I'm trying really hard to focus on, all right, if I eat a heavier meal earlier in the day, I eat something really light at night, and Noom helps me to kind of keep track of that, which allows me to feel better about myself. I feel better about my decisions. You know, my clothes might feel a little bit better. I have a, a few more pounds I'd like to drop, but I'm not focused on that. I'm focusing on just being my best self, and Noom helps. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash grown. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash grown to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash grown. The last weight loss program you'll need. Honestly? Truly. Let's get into our honesty box. Hello, Jade and Kia. I am a proud member of Team Typing Fast. Right. You can refer to me as Garnett. Oh, uh, I'm the birthstone. Yes. I am 19 and have never dated. In high school, it was apparent to no one that... uh It was apparent no one knew what they were doing, and so my friends and I just didn't rock that way with our peers, but high school was still high school all the same. I always thought if I went with the flow and minded my business, did my own thing, someone who I would vibe with would come whenever. Now I'm in college and they've come. We were first friends for all of our second semester as freshmen. We kept communication just through phone calls and texts all summer. Eventually, I called to tell him I like him, got nervous, and then he figured out and told me he liked me back too. We have a lot in common, yet we're different. When we're with each other, we'll be laughing, we'll be weird, we can be confused, we can be nervous. I like them because we can just be. Now here's the the part that's a problem. I said I did not want to get into a relationship right now, and we both agreed. This is the semester where I'm really getting into my key classes, and he is too. I'm an animation major. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) That's kind of dope. Also, we both do not know what we want in a relationship. Wanted to get to know each other more and thought it would be disrespectful to the other to do so randomly. But when I think of it too much, I get flustered. Sometimes when he compliments me, I don't know what to say. After thinking through it and talking to my best friend, I realized that shit now make... Oh, and from an episode of The Friend Zone, that shit now makes sense. I have had a toxic relationship with my birth mother through points in high school. And though we would rarely see each other, hearing from her always fills me with tension. I would be the adult and remove myself from her manipulative antics. I've had to kick her out of my life twice, and though it was the hardest decision ever, I will and have never regretted doing what was best for me. I realized that instead of protecting myself, somewhere along the way, not dating in high school turned into built-up mental defenses against both my birth mother, but also people I've liked or who have liked me. It was only until I heard of how childhood could affect how you handle relationships that I really thought about this. I do enjoy people and conversations, but in terms of liking someone, it always gets me. Fast forward, we're on the phone and he mentions noticing the times I get nervous to either say something nice about him or tell him something. He wants to know it's okay to talk to him about whatever, especially if it's something on my mind that's bothering me. I feel very comfortable talking to him and laughing with him and having conversations about who we are, but I jokingly said, I'll tell you one day why I get nervous." He responds, okay, we'll talk about it next time, in a tone where I could tell he wanted to help me get to the bottom of this. I almost wished I was swallowed by the earth, text my best friend, and she told me not to put up my defenses like I usually do. I feel I will get into the mindset that avoiding him is better than solving this. I know I don't have to say anything I do not want to, but it just seems impossible to explain why I get so mute and ready to put up shields. I'm always ready to say a goof fuck you to a person who has a problem, but it seems I'm more ready to do that than have an understanding conversation with someone who genuinely wants to know how I'm doing. How do you remember the difference between when your defenses are up to protect you and when they've become chains when it comes to opening up to people? I swear I'm the only person who's the most ready to want to fight a guy who just wants to tell me my mind and me are beautiful. Have an awesome night. Thank you for your podcast and blessings to all of you in ASAP
1: So read the last part again, like
0: just the question. The question, yep. She says, um, it seems I'm more ready to, uh, she says, I'm always ready to say a goof fuck you to a person who has a problem, but it seems I'm more ready to do that than have an understanding conversation with someone who genuinely wants to know how I'm doing. How do you remember the difference between when your defenses are up to protect you and when they've become chains when it comes to opening up to people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a deep one.
1: Um I don't know. I don't feel qualified to answer this. I will say um that it seems that you've done a lot of work. Um to kind of get some, you know, to reflect and get some clarity and thinking about like your motivations and what drives your behavior. And I think that that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially at 19. Yeah. If you've done this yourself at 19, I'm really impressed. Um, But even with being impressed, um, if you've not done it, I mean, you know, whether or not you've done it by yourself, I would encourage you to continue to, or if you've not already, like you know, seek out a professional to mm-hmm. help you kind of navigate these thoughts and make sure that you're just thinking about things and considering all things that 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 would be most helpful in this time. I think that's the first order of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know if my the other the, what else I have to say uh, will be. Is, is appropriate That's why I'm saying That you should definitely Talk to a professional <laughs> first but, but I I, I guess I'm, I, I would offer That um, You don't always Get to know um, When Your behavior You know When it's When it's safe To have your guard up And when it's not mm-hmm. Um Speaking from personal experience, I think one of the things that's challenging for someone who's been disappointed or hurt in other relationships is, you know, believing that that's not going to happen again. Mm -hmm. That's really, really hard. And that's something that I'm navigating Mm -hmm. currently and have been navigating for a long time. And every time I ask somebody about like, you know, how do you get over that? How is like, do you get over that? You know, how do you get past your prior hurt and prior disappointment? Um, everyone who's, who's ever answered that question for me has said you don't. You just learn how to manage it. Mm-hmm. And love and relationships and being in, in partnership with another person is always going to be a risk because at the end of the day, the only person that you can control in that equation is you. Right. Um, so it is. it is just a matter of... Doing the work on yourself such that whatever the other person does, you will come out healthy and whole and you won't allow that person's actions um, or behaviors to um, impact you, Mm -hmm. you know, with with, you know, to the degree that, um, you know, you are damaged or hurt. Now I think the things, you know, hurt hurt is hurt comes with the territory when it comes to engaging with other humans. Mm. <laughs> Regardless of, you know, whether that be parents, mothers, siblings, friends, colleagues, anybody who you are in close relationship with has the capacity <laughs> to hurt you.
0: Mhm.
1: Um and people will disappoint you because people are people. Yes. Um Ooh. So I I think that all of these things are you know I don't know how useful they'll be but these are just lessons that I've learned and
0: mm-hmm. I'm gonna shut up and hand it over to Jade. Oh no, you have beautifully and perfectly <laughs> said no. uh, said this. I, I 100% agree with you. You, you go uh, therapy sounds like the thing the first to do. Order of business, yeah. Right? Only and and that's not to say anything's wrong. There's nothing no. wrong with anybody who goes to therapy. But the again, the fact that you have been able to identify this issue is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a huge thing. And so helping you to cope with it and how to deal with it and how to handle it in your life going forward and how to manage it within your relationships is something a professional can definitely help you with. Um, if I have to answer you on a personal note, it's the same thing as Kia. It's just life's experiences. And I think what helps me um, to keep up a healthy defense, but also, like you said, uh, not become a prisoner or, you know, have chains when it comes to dealing with people. I let organ, I let relationships develop organically. And I, 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 you know, I try to let relationships build organically and I find that they do. And the older I get, I guess the more discernment i have when i when i connect with a person i know that it's on a genuine level and when i don't i don't try to force it and um as far as other people who have hurt me of course i've been burned by people i've been burned in relationships and uh i've been burned you know maybe by by a couple of friends here and there um but i keep in mind that i i've, I've I've experienced way more um, love and positivity with people than I have been burned. And so I try to keep that in mind when I'm dealing with, excuse me, with other people, with human beings in my and in my relationships and just also trying to keep in mind to treat my loved ones the way that I want to be treated and, you know, vice versa. So I think that's the, the best thing that I can offer you on a personal level. On maybe on how I think about it and how I how I approach my different relationships, but um, I 100% agree with Kia that I, I think a professional would be ideal in this situation to help you to to properly manage manage this. That's all I got. <laughs> I think that's plenty. You can send your honesty continue to send your honesty box questions to Getting at gmail.com, and we can hop on over to the petty peeves.
1: Ole, do, do it. it.
0: And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, it's time to march in the parade of petty.
1: All right.
0: Um, I have two. My first one is short and sweet. They're going up on my rent, and I'm irritated about it. <laughs> oh, I got the notice today. <laughs> uh, But my real petty peeve... so. I think it was you who I saw post this um, on Twitter and I just happenstanced on it. So I just stumbled upon a tweet that Kia retweeted and you said disgusting. Oh, man. So I was like, well, what is this? So I clicked on it. Oh, man. And it was a pastor, I assume. My God. Who was being wildly wildly inappropriate at a funeral. Um yeah, he was making women feel uncomfortable. He was saying just I mean just crazy shit at a funeral. Like he was saying crazy shit period. Like yeah. it doesn't matter where it was. It was really bad. But I saw that video and I was I was absolutely mortified and I wasn't even there. And then um I remember being told recently about some behavior at a funeral where some family members didn't care for other family members and got real nasty with the other family. And so my petty peeve this week is just like, niggas, can y'all just please like act right at the funerals and remember why you're there and that you're there to honor the life of your loved one or liked one? or whoever you're there for at least have respect for the families for the friends for the loved ones enough not to act the whole monkey inside of the joint like that's that's it and for the that the that the man with the bible in his hand and the microphone he should really just choke on his own spit because that's <laughs> he's not a good person He's just not a good person, and I just feel like it's too late for him to learn otherwise. (laughs) And I mean that. But that's my petty peeve this week. It's just inappropriate behavior at funerals. Like, I understand, and I don't think there's anything wrong. I know there's people who get mad when people laugh or, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling... joyful stories about loved ones. I don't think there's anything wrong with reminiscing at repasses and enjoying the fact that even though you are gathered together for uh for an for an occasion that's really sad to the family, you can still celebrate the life of the person. Who you're there for And I think it's You know When that brings Families together And they're able To have those moments Where they reminisce And so forth Like I I I know that can happen But the actual Inappropriate behavior No I can't get behind that And you know I get behind some Some um, Some foolishness But that ain't one of them (laughs) That video Was so (laughs) It just Troubled me and I can tell the person who filmed it and was laughing was not laughing, like, because... It was they, like, this
1: is wild, this and I is can't believe this is wildly uncomfortable.
0: Exactly. It was... The man was hitting... So, just to give you all a little context, the man was... I think it was a young lady who passed. And he was
1: hitting... Yeah, he was hitting on all the women in her family. In her family. He
0: essentially saying
1: everyone in that family... Is fine. Is, is fine. He was like, y'all are built beautifully one of the family members got up and walked oh my out. god and she did she
0: had a wagon but the nigga made ra- the nigga was like woo in the microphone and it was like he oh was like, my- I want her to walk back
1: and i, I mean i think that people oh i think my that god. this is something that um is an issue um not not only in church but just kind of like broadly mm-hmm. speaking i think a lot of times I was waiting, and I'm hoping that we just didn't see the whole video, but it was my earnest desire that somebody in that building would have stood up and said, my nigga, no. Like, that's (laughs) enough. Like, I was waiting for whether it be like... I was hoping it would be like someone, another authority figure, like another leader in the church, just or even just another leader in that family, an adult in that family. I wanted somebody to get up and be like, "It stops now." <laughs> like I wanted that. I wanted to. That really was like I was waiting. I'm like, if the clip ends before this happens, I just hope that this was not the full extent.
0: I was it. hoping somebody slapped the spirit out of him with that Bible Some,
1: like either way, either way, um something needed to be done um, and it was really troubling to just see people there nervously laughing, but i could i could i could you know, I think I relate to people just feeling like, yo, what is happening, and mm-hmm. what do you do in a situation like this but um i wonder I wonder if. Yeah, I don't know. I I think we've been, con- especially in church, you're kind of conditioned to just kind of like not, not speak up in those ways,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, especially to someone who I mean I don't want to assume, but he was standing in front of the church with a Bible in his hand. I don't know, right. assume that he was. <laughs> I mean, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he was a pastor or a preacher. Because I mean anybody could Fair. stand in front of the church. But but at the I same could, time. No, I
0: stood in front of a church one time. It was but, just to announce but, my name, but still <laughs>
1: <laughs> But but you know, I mean either way it was it was woefully problematic.
0: Yeah, it was. Um A few people got up and left uncomfortably. And the thing about and I
1: just was like, at no point I'd have been like, and no one said, "Yo, like no, like nobody said anything," which which hurt my feelings. And I was just hoping that maybe we didn't see the whole thing. The most Um,
0: irritating part of it to me was the end because, I mean, all of it was just like inflammatory. It was absolutely. I was I was blown back, and I rarely am. But the ending is what really blew me because he was like, he was like, I know, he's like, I know y'all think I'm crazy. He was like, we got to learn how to laugh. So that showed me right there. You're hopeless. You, you already know that the things you're saying are wild and you mask them behind. Uh, Y'all just don't know how to have no sense of humor. So I was, yeah, I was just. Dis- it was
1: real cheap and very lazy. Cause yeah. You know how people, people who say problematic things and when they're called out about it or even like, you know, when they can sense that people are uncomfortable, one of the first things they say is, I was joking. It's like, nah, nigga,
0: no, dad don't know.
1: Like, no. no. Not, not no.
0: for you to be, not for you to be on this level. So. Not
1: here, not now. Now is not the time or the place as we are grieving the loss of a life Mm-mm. for you to be up here being deaf comedy jam like that's not what we're here for no um but yeah i think um man i kind of want that to be my petty peeve too because i'm upset go ahead (laughs) no please we can uh, it can be a joint (laughs) i'm just irritated by by that but i will say this very briefly in the spirit of um what's going on this week the holiday i guess um it is halloween um, my petty peeve is that it's not Halloween yet, but I feel like it's been Halloween for the past <laughs> three to five days and we still have yet another two days mm-hmm. before Halloween actually gets here. So we're staring down the barrel of a full seven
0: isn't days it on, of Halloween. Isn't it on Thursday actually? Yes.
1: Oh yeah. So we got like three, four so days. I'm just like, woo. I mean, the Halloween is just here to stay. Oh. Um, Yeah, and the girls keep asking me if I'm going out for Halloween. I've let you all you know that I will be going in. Right. (laughs) right? Into my apartment, into my bed. I think that you all should have a wonderful time out celebrating um, in your costumes. I look forward to seeing all of the creative ways that you express yourselves on social media. Mm -hmm. But
0: I will be asleep. Yeah, and I can't wait I'm excited I'm hype boots The only thing I hope Is that they don't do it In this building And my bell doesn't ring
1: So Noah's not going out?
0: Hell no I don't do that <laughs> 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 these stranger niggas Be traipsing up and down Church Avenue For them to be giving My child some kind of Spoiled guava candies. Nope. <laughs> I can dig it. I'm with it. I am with it. No. Um, yes, it yes. Also, my third, the last petty peeve in in lieu of this spooky season. Stop putting out these fake stories. Stop the media. Quit putting out these scare tactic, fear inspiring, st- fake stories about people giving your children edibles. Really? I'm going to say it and I'm going to make this my, my, Who my. Who is going um, to give away this week? Child, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like every year I'm going to make this my point. I don't Nobody know. Nobody is thought, wasting their good edibles. I don't smoke, but that doesn't edibles. seem like sense to me. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's wasting their good edibles on these Niglets <laughs>
1: <laughs> on y'all's kids.
0: Okay, Not a soul. Enough. When I I guarantee, I got a freezer full. Okay, rice crispy <laughs> treats, cakes, candies, chocolates, gummies, and I prom just, I promise you. Nary one of them is going to go into one of you children's bags And neither uh, none of these grown people Who spend their hard-earned dollars On their relaxation medication Is getting ready to give it to your children For shits and giggles So please stop putting out these scare tactics stories And spreading these lies Because nobody's getting ready to do that And that's all I got to say about that
1: That concludes this (laughs) week's episode of Getting Grown That's it we thank you so much for your consistent support. We love you guys, Um, and we are just, you know, grateful for the opportunity to create space for us to gather around and talk about all of, you know, the struggles that we share Mm -hmm. Um, and the awesome lessons that we're learning together. Um, So, you know, it's all to the good. Um, We're excited and looking forward to upcoming events, and um Look forward to checking in with y'all again
0: next week. That's it. We'll see y'all next week.
1: In the meantime, in between time, continue to uh, mind your business, the business that pays you, mm-hmm. moisturize the skin, and drink your water. Why, sis?
0: Because your black will crack if it's dry. Goodbye. Goodbye.